You're listening to the Crossing DE podcast from The Crossing in Milton, Delaware, a community dedicated to developing devoted followers of Jesus. All right. Hey, everybody. How are you? All right. Here's good. I'm good. Thanks for asking. That's awesome. Hey, we had a great start so far to 2023. I hope you and your family are experiencing that on a very personal level. Uh, What a great thing. He and me, uh, Jesus and me and you in 2023, that's our sermon series for January. And it's been so relatable and and so applicable to start off the year. We started off with the goal of of having an everyday relationship uh, with Jesus. And then we understood that that really starts with understanding our relationship uh, with him. And so, so God is our, our perfect father, and we're his kids. And Jesus is not only our savior and our Lord, but he's also a, a brother, too. Last week, we talked about the word of God, uh, God's breathed out words that have been kept for us and are useful, the Bible. And what a treasure the word of God is, Amen. What a gift to be able to have God's words in our hands. And, and here's what I learned. The world knows that too. Every year, there were over 100 million uh, Bibles printed. And get this, uh, there are 6 billion Bibles in print currently today in the world. And we have, we have people in our own church family who are serving to, uh, overseas to translate the Bible into other languages, which is just a, a whole other super cool thing. But each year, get this, 20 million Bibles are sold Every year. That's 384,615 Bibles every week. Or 54,945 Bibles are sold every single day. In the next minute, 38 Bibles, statistically, will be sold to someone who's seeking the Lord in his word. Isn't that cool? And we have it in the palms of our hands. What a treasure. Now, now, those are fun and amazing statistics, but that doesn't say anything about reading the Bible or digesting it, or meditating on it, putting it into practice. Friends, we've got to be engaging with the Word of God. They're God's words breathed out to us. Mark said it last week, if you're not in it, it won't be in you. And so I hope you are digging in. Uh, Hopefully, maybe you've taken the Psalm 119 challenge, where we're trying to get through that psalm by the end of the month. Uh, I've kind of adopted a prayer from verse 27 of that psalm, so that that every time I sit down uh, with the Word of God each morning, I, I pray this prayer. Psalm 119, verse 27, it starts off this way, cause me to understand. That's a good one. That's a prayer God wants to answer. God, cause me to understand. Lord, as I sit down with your word today, cause me to understand what it is that I'm about to read. Cause me to understand what it is you're revealing to me. Cause me to understand who you are. Cause me to understand uh, what, what you might want me to do, how this fits into my life. Lord, cause me to understand. And today, I want to continue the conversation on the Word of God, and we're going to look at two Bible passages. Uh, But first, I want to ask this question, why do you read your Bible? Why why should we read our Bible? Why are we even talking about this? What's the goal of reading God's Word? Why do you read your Bible? Do you do it to to build character, become who God wants you to be? Do you you read it because it's the B-I-B-L-E, the basic instructions before leaving earth? Maybe you read it because you want to hear about Jesus or because it's a good history book or, or there's some information you could arm yourself with to have the next debate with somebody. And maybe you read your Bible because you want to make God happy, right? Because that's what you're supposed to do. You're kind of checking that box. Or maybe you're listening today and, and you don't 
you struggle to read the Bible, you don't like reading, or, or you try and you don't really get anything out of it, or you find parts of it hard to understand or, or hard to accept. Maybe you struggle to make time, maybe you don't really want to make time. Maybe it's because you don't read the Bible because there are parts of your life you really don't want to know what God says about these things. Here's what I want to suggest today. Our approach to God's word reflects our approach to God himself. Our approach to God's word reflects our approach to God himself. If it's just a rule book, then we see God as merely just a rule giver concerned about you know, doing the right thing, right and wrong. If it's character building, we, we see God as merely someone who wants us just to be good. If our approach is a history book, we might see God as some distant entity who is, who is disinterested and far away. If we don't read it all, maybe any number of conclusions we might surmise, not the least of which uh, is that I'm just not really sure about any of this at all. Our approach to God's word reflects our approach to God himself. So is there a right approach? And if so, what is it? I want to suggest it's this. Read to, to know Jesus. And the reason we read our Bibles is to know Jesus. Every time we engage with the Word of God, the goal is, to, is knowing Jesus better. About 15 years ago, uh, there's a guy who preaches in New York City. You may know him. His name's Tim Keller. And he was preaching on a Sunday morning, and he was talking about finding Jesus on every page of the Bible. And one of the people in his church family, she's an, a children's author, she was really inspired by that. And so she sat down and wrote arguably uh, the greatest children's Bible ever written. It's called the Jesus Storybook Bible. This is, this is my copy, <laughs> our copy, I mean, uh, at home. If you've got kids, you've got grandkids, you've got some kids around you you kind of like, this is the Bible that you want to get for them. In fact, I'll be honest, I have recommended this to some adults. If you're brand new to engaging with the Word of God, if you have a hard time understanding, you're not sure, this is a great one to have, the Jesus Storybook Bible. And the premise of this is really this deep and profound truth that every page of Scripture points us to Jesus, that there's a, there's a big story that all the other stories of the Bible fit under, and it takes the whole Bible to tell this story. And this is from the back cover. Uh, she writes, from Noah to Moses to King David, every story whispers his name. Jesus is, is like the missing piece in the puzzle, the piece that makes all the other pieces fit together. And so we read to know Jesus because it turns out Jesus is what God has to say. You probably recognize or be familiar with Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. This book completely begins with, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The Gospel of John starts the very same way, about the very same beginning, but he says it a little differently. He says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He, I thought we were talking about a word, he was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made, without him nothing was made that has been made. And from the very beginning all the way to the end of Revelation where John closes with the words, may the grace of the Lord Jesus be with his people, amen. Every story, every book, every page, chapter, and verse, every single word points back to Jesus. He is the center of the Bible story and he is the center of your story as well, whether you realize that or acknowledge it with your life or not. It's all about him. Jesus is what God has to say. 
And so let's back up to our question again. Why do you read your Bible? It's a really important question to consider because the reason why we read each day, the goal we have when we come to God's Word is going to determine what comes from our reading. And so we've got to have the right lens to read the Bible through, the right goal, the, reason, the right reason why, and there is a right reason to know Jesus. If our approach to God's word reflects our approach to God himself, let us approach his word with a set purpose of knowing Jesus, the living word of God. Let's look at our first Bible passage. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a confrontation between Jesus and some Pharisees. Now, the Pharisees were the religious elites of, those, of that day, and they had gotten to a point of self-righteousness and, and, and hypocrisy that Jesus simply didn't have time for, and so we often find him in confrontation with the Pharisees. And really because they were just making it harder and harder for people to have an everyday relationship with the Lord. And this particular conversation happens after Jesus heals a man who'd been crippled for 38 years. The problem was he did it on a Sabbath and so the Pharisees were really mad about that. They, they began to persecute Jesus. and In the end, they wanted to kill him because, because they believed he was breaking God's law. And, and even more so, he was blaspheming by referring to, to God as his father. And so Jesus has this long response in his own defense, and, and it builds to this kind of crescendo moment in verse 39 of John chapter 5. That's where we're going to pick it up. He says, it, he says to the Pharisees, guys, you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Whew. Nobody in the New Testament, nobody in the New Testament was more committed to reading and studying the Bible than the Pharisees. They could quote long passages from memory. They, they, they knew the content of the scriptures because they poured over them daily. But in their goal of studying, in their approach, in their why, they had missed the point. Their approach was, was nothing more than an academic exercise. They knew their Bible, but there was, there was no life in their empty religious routines. And here's the thing that, that I want us to hear today. Some of us are doing the very same thing. We study our Bibles, we, we, we come to church, we watch videos on YouTube, and we preach, and we sing, and we pray, but we're missing out on the life because we're missing the point of all of it. We're focusing on the to-dos that we're doing for the Lord and still feel a sense of, of exhaustion and emptiness. And Jesus confronts these Pharisees, and, and he confronts you and me in order to redefine the why of why we open up the Bible why we do all the things. He wants to redefine the goal. The goal of reading our Bibles, believe it or not, is not to know your Bible. And you can know the whole thing cover to cover. You can memorize the whole thing and still miss the point. And so, so when, he, when Jesus tells the Pharisees that they study the scriptures diligently, he's saying, hey, they've dug down to the depths of them. They've given their life to them. They've memorized the Torah. They're praying the, the Shema, which is the oldest Jewish prayer that's been commanded for the Israelites. Oh, they're doing it. Three times a day, they're, they're living it, they're giving their lives to this book, but they've missed the point. And Jesus redefines the goal, the, and having the right goal is the, is the thing that leads us to the right destination. So here's the goal, to come and know Jesus and in him have life. 
The whole point, the goal, the why we read our Bibles is a person. The whole entire point of the Bible is a person. The reason we read is to know Jesus. The goal of our faith is to know Jesus. Eternal life, according to Jesus, is knowing Jesus. Well, we take the Bible very seriously. It's the written down, breathed out word of God. And the whole point of it is the point is to the Lord, Jesus Christ. Because Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Savior. Jesus is the head of the church. Jesus has been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Jesus created all things, and all things are held together by him. The Bible is not an end in and of itself. It's, it's, it's like a portal or a bridge or some glorious gateway to a relationship with a living God. Without the Bible, we don't, we don't know a ton about Jesus, but with it, we know everything we need to know, not merely about him, but him. Intimately and personally, every day, the living word of God. Go with me to a second passage for today. It's in Hebrews chapter 1. The author of Hebrews is writing to uh, the people, uh, Jewish people who were followers of Jesus, uh, but they were struggling and in danger of falling away from their, their new faith and returning to the old. And, and so the whole book of Hebrews is really declaring the truths of who Jesus is and how he's greater than all the old ways and all the things that, well, that seem great. And he starts off with the word of God. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, in the past... God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways, but in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. That's a good one, right? Is anybody here? That's a good one. That should give you a little chills, like, whoa. Right? Anybody? All right. I don't have much hair, but it's tingling a little. It's cool. I experienced that. I experienced that first service too. It's wild. What he's saying is God's real. And God speaks. He always has been speaking. And in the past, he spoke through prophets. That's how he declared things. He, through prophets, through, through writings, through the law. But, man, things have changed. Now, God, God has a different word for us. And this word has a name, and his name is Jesus. Why is it so important to have the right goal for reading the Bible? Because Jesus is the definitive word of God. Jesus is what God has to say. And because of that, we don't read Jesus alongside of other passages in the Bible. We read Jesus on top of, above all the passages in the Bible. He's our lens. He's the why we read any and all scripture. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. The goal is to know him. Now look at verse three. This one will give you chills, I promise. This is who he is. The son, Jesus, he's the radiance of God's glory the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. Yeah? Anybody? Okay. But it doesn't just stop there. This is kind of like, it's weird. It's kind of like an afterthought. After he had provided purification for sins, like that's a small thing, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. That's awesome. You're, you can interact. You can say amen. That's really good. Don't you want to know him? Don't you want to come near and near to this guy? This is why we read our Bibles. 
We read to know Jesus because Jesus is the exact representation of God. If you want to follow God, you want to, you want to know God, you want to live as a child of God, you want to glean some, some kind of understanding of, of the ways of God and the feelings of God and the promises of God and how a perfect God will respond to, to difficult situations and difficult people and political unrest and human injustice and any other thing, we simply need to look to Jesus. And the Bible is all about him. Jesus is the point. Jesus is what God has to say. Knowing him is the reason and the, we read and we study and we pray and we obey. Knowing him is the goal. You and I get, get this, you and I get to open our Bibles every single day and run straight to the point. And the point is a person and his name is Jesus. And he invites us to, to walk with him, to know him, uh, to encounter him. The point isn't to find evidence that would suggest that he existed. The point isn't, isn't to live a good life or fill ourselves with knowledge so we can have an honest debate with someone at work. The point isn't even to make God happy. Oh, that's all in there, but that's not the point. The point isn't evidence. The point is an encounter. The point isn't information. It's an invitation. We can have all the information in the world and miss the point because the point is a person and his name is Jesus and in him is life. So the takeaway for us today is, is a prayer. I would love to you to, for you to begin to pray with me in 23. Every time you sit down with the word of God, here's the prayer. Jesus, cause me to understand who you are. It's a simple, a simple new habit straight from God's own words. Every time you're learning from scripture, Jesus, cause me to understand who you are. You're discipling your kids. You're, you're, you're reading the scriptures before bed or, or before school. Jesus, cause us to understand who you are. You're on your way to church every Sunday. Jesus, cause me to understand who you are. You're preparing for life group this week. Jesus, call all, cause all of us to understand who you are. You're headed into refill this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Shameless plug. But cause us to understand. It's great. It's really fun. We talk about Jesus. <laughs> cause me to understand who you are. Men's huddle on Saturdays, Tuesdays with the ladies, breakfast with the ladies, breakfast, you know, brunch with the guys, listening on the way to work, searching for answers because a friend's got a question you're not really sure, looking for hope. Maybe you're researching a project for school. Anytime and every time you open up the Bible, Jesus caused me to understand who you are because that's the point. That's the goal. That's the approach. That's the why. The truth is, I want you to be like the Pharisees in John chapter 5. Be like the Pharisees in John chapter 5 who studied the scriptures diligently, but I want you to come to the scriptures every time and study them diligently with the goal of knowing Jesus, of understanding him in a fuller way every time coming to him to have life. Let me pray for us. God, we love your word because we love Jesus. And whether we're here today for that reason or we're here because we're exploring what this Christianity thing is about or we just need some help or we needed a warm place to be, God, we're here because you are here. And I pray that every time we encounter your word in every circumstance, we would seek to know you better. God, would you cause us to understand who your son Jesus is? For his glory and our good, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. For more information about The Crossing, 
visit thecrossingde.com or download the mobile app on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Music for today's podcast is from artist Sounds Like Sander under license from soundstripe.com.